Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Cry Out and Shout for Joy. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, this is important. Our new website will not be available January 1st as we had hoped. We are experiencing troubles with formatting in different screen sizes. The learning curve for this website design software, provided by the host, has an extremely steep learning curve that we have not yet been able to work with fully. Much of what we desire to accomplish is working, but we still have a fair way to go until this is finished. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. May you all be blessed of God and have a great and Merry Christmas. Last week was our third of four Christmas episodes titled, Give and It Will Be Given to You, posted on December 18th. In that episode, we found a common theme. We frequently found these words, For the measure you use will be the measure you receive. We also found this principle applied to more than just giving. Scripture said, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. The standard you judge, you will be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Why is this true? Mercy triumphs over judgment. Notice as well. If you are able to give even a cold cup of water, how this all works. You need to sincerely initiate giving, meaning you need to make the first sincere step in giving. Scripture told us, give, comma, and it will be given to you. When? When you need it most. If you do not need it now, What will be given you will be in the future. Those who can give and do not give, do not get. The one very important hidden issue here is... To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Give and It Will Be Given to You. This week, we will look at crying out and shouting for joy. Sure, today... That is an easy thing when your favorite sports team wins a game or match. However, when have we ever done that when God has blessed us and or given us an answer to prayer? Notice what Scripture tells us. Cry out and shout for joy, O citizens of Zion, for the Holy One of Israel acts mightily among you. From Isaiah chapter 12, verse 6. We are not Zionists, but does not God act mightily among us today? If you answered no or have no answer, think and observe your life again. 
you inhabitant of Zion, not only the Jewish people, to whom his word of salvation was to be sent first, but also all members of the church of Christ, as in them and in his church, the Holy One of Israel dwells. St. Paul, speaking of the ministry which had been proclaimed among the Gentiles, sums it up in these words, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Well, therefore, may the inhabitant of Zion cry out and shout and proclaim the greatness of the Redeemer. From Adam Clark's Commentary and Critical Notes on the Bible. Please note the phrase Church of Christ is not a reference to the actual church body of the same name. It is a reference in total to all those who are in Christ's church of believers. Continuing, when was the last time you proclaimed the greatness of your Redeemer, Jesus? When was the last time you cried out and shouted for joy? These, in the past anyway, are direct results to Jesus having done something you asked him to do. Today, we call it praising God, something we should do when we are blessed, every time we are blessed. Geneva Bible Translation Notes says it more simply this way. Cry aloud and shout, you inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of you, you who are the church. The church, in this case, is now known as both the Jews and the Gentiles in Christ. So, whether Jew or Gentile, even today, we are to proclaim the greatness of our Redeemer by crying out and shouting our joyful praises of Him. The new John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible tells us further, He is, quote, in the midst, end quote, of His church, in the midst of Zion, and the inhabitants of it, to whom He has promised His presence and grants it, and which causes such joy and gladness as nothing else can give. And here he is, quote, great, end quote, and shows himself to be so, the great God and our Savior, a Savior and a great one, a great king over the holy hill of Zion, and a great high priest over the house of God. John Gill tells us also, he is, quote, in the midst, end quote, of his church. Today, are we not in the midst of his church? Are we not his church? Those of us who are saved in Christ, whether Jew or Gentile, Gentile being anyone who is not Jewish. Further, we find here an example of spiritual growth. First, 
the believer is full of joy about what he himself has received and about his personal relationship with the Lord. Then he recognizes the need for him to bear witness to the glory of God and call upon others to repent and give God the glory. Thus, having drunk from the source of salvation, they themselves become rivers of living water for others. From King Comments Commentary on the Whole Bible Jesus has done excellent things. The highest and most notable of all is the work of the Lord Jesus on the cross of Calvary. How he died and rose to life eternal, securing life eternal for those who will simply ask him for it. Jesus then forgives them their sins, past, present, and future. Future sins, meaning sins no one has yet committed but soon will. We notice even further. We find here an example of spiritual growth. The result is that those who have become saved in Christ, born again as some say today, they themselves become rivers of living water for others. In other words, those who become saved, they themselves are that cold cup of water that those spiritual thirsty need. All we need to do is offer that cup of cold water to others. It is up to them to receive it or not. Even in American history, before modern rescue equipment, some stranded in a hot desert would refuse the offer of refreshing cold water from a stranger. Such a person would usually die before they could be brought back to civilization to recover from their ordeal. Can you see the analogy at work here? It is a parable from our first Christmas study. In our next verse, Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, I will include verses 25 and 26 for the complete thought. I became a servant of the church according to the stewardship from God given to me for you in order to complete the word of God that is, the mystery that has been kept hidden from ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. God wanted to make known to them the glorious riches of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. From Colossians chapter 1, verses 25 through 27. Notice the first part of this sentence in verse 27. God wanted to make known to them the glorious riches of this mystery among the Gentiles. Hama. In our Bibles, the word mystery is used in the same way we would say, I will show you a new thing. Are not new things a mystery until we see and learn as needed? Note the meaning of the word mystery. In the ordinary sense, a mystery implies knowledge withheld. 
its spiritual significance is truth revealed. Hence, the terms especially associated with the subject are made known, manifested, revealed, preached, understood, dispensation. The definition given above may be the best illustrated by the following passage. The mystery which has been hid from all ages and generations, but now has it been manifested to his saints. Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 from the Revised Version. Comments from Vine's Expository Dictionary. God would make known, Greek willed to make known. That is, he was pleased to make this known. It was concealed in his bosom until he chose to reveal it to his apostles. It was a doctrine which the Jewish people did not understand. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, margin, or Christ among you? The meaning is that the whole of that truth, so full of glory and so rich and elevated in its effect, is summed up in this, that Christ is revealed among you as the source of the hope of glory in a better world. This was the great truth which so animated the heart and fired the zeal of the Apostle Paul. The wonderful announcement had burst on his mind like a flood of day that the offer of salvation was not to be confined, as he had once supposed, to the Jewish people, but that all men were now placed on a level, that they had a common Savior, that the same heaven was now opened for all, and that there were none so degraded and vile that they might not have the offer of life as well as others. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Notice what Barnes told us, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The meaning is that the whole of that truth, so full of glory and so rich and elevated in its effect, is summed up in this, that Christ is revealed among you as the source of the hope of glory in a better world. What is, quote, a better world, end quote? We cannot find it here in this world, can we? The better world logically has to be the new world. Those saved in Christ are going to when Jesus comes to take us home. Unless we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, saving us from the consequences of sin, we will not enter heaven. God wishes that none should die, which is why salvation through Christ's sacrifice on the cross was made for everyone on planet earth. Even those who are still to be born again before all this is unchangeable. Our next verse requires the short context to make better sense for us today. When reading this, you will be able to understand my insight into the secret of Christ, 
Now this secret was not disclosed to people in former generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, namely, that through the gospel the Gentiles are fellow heirs, fellow members of the body, and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus. From Ephesians chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. Verse 5 is the first half of the sentence. It reads, Now this secret was not disclosed to people in former generations, and it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And that reference is capitalized, meaning the Holy Spirit. This proves that those who exercised the office of prophet in the Christian church were inspired. They were persons endowed in the manner for the purpose of imparting the newly formed churches, the doctrines of the Christian system. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. Now, we look at verse 6 to finish the sentence. Namely, that through the gospel the Gentiles are fellow heirs, fellow members of the body, and fellow partakers of the promise of Christ Jesus. Meaning, fellow heirs with the ancient people of God, the Jews, and entitled to the same privileges. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. As some have said before, we saved in Christ Gentiles have been grafted into the body of Christ. In the same way a branch is grafted into a tree, we Gentiles have also been grafted into the body of Christ who will be saved in him. Finally, notice this verse range for the complete thought. Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision that is performed on the body by human hands, that you were at that time without the Messiah, alienated from the citizenship of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who used to be far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. From Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. Our reference verse is 13, which reads, But now in Christ Jesus, you who used to be far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. The phrase far off means that they were formerly far off from God and his people. The expression is derived from the custom of speaking among the Hebrews. God was supposed to reside in the temple. It was a privilege to be near the temple. Those who were remote from Jerusalem and the temple were regarded as far off from God, and hence as peculiarly irreligious and wicked, are made high or brought near are admitted to the favor of God and permitted to approach him as his worshipers. By the blood of Christ, the Jews came near 
to the mercy seat on which the symbol of the divine presence rested. Romans chapter 3 verse 25. By the blood that was offered in sacrifice, that is, the high priest approached that mercy seat with blood and sprinkled it before God. Now we are permitted to approach him with the blood of the atonement. The shedding of that blood has prepared the way by which Gentiles, as well as Jews, may approach God, and it is by that offering that we are led to seek God. From Barnes New Testament Notes We should note the reference verse, Romans chapter 3, verse 25, which reads, God publicly displayed him at his death as the mercy seat accessible through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because God in his forbearance had passed over the sins previously committed. First, notice the first statement in verse 25. God publicly displayed him at his death as the mercy seat accessible through faith. Jesus is the mercy seat being spoken of here. We access the mercy seat through our faith. This is how those who are presently afar off are made nigh, admitted to the favor of God, and permitted to approach him as his worshipers. Next week, Saturday, December 31st, we will give our usual year-end wrap-up. Sunday, January 1st, we'll begin our new year. Until then, Merry Christmas to you all. May you all have a great and happy New Year celebration. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. 
If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on a growing number of podcast sites. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.